Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's edition of Real Christianity with your Bible teacher, attorney, Mosley Collins. Mosley is joined today by a special guest, Dr. Donald Partridge, an expert in helping divorced parents and stepfamilies. There is hardly one family within the hearing of my voice that has not been injured by divorce one way or another. And sometimes it seems the hurting just won't stop. Mosley and Dawn have a message of hope and healing. It's a new way to live in a world scarred by divorce. And now here is your teacher and my husband, Mosley Collins, with his guest, Dr. Donald Partridge. Thank you, darling. And welcome my listeners to today's edition of Real Christianity. And I am privileged to have in the studio with me, Dr. Donald Partridge. Hello, Don. Hi, Mosley. And uh, we are talking about anchor points, uh, how to survive and how to have healthy children in a divorce culture. Yes. And uh, last uh, program, we went over the three anchor points of mother, father, and how the child responds to mother and father. In other words, honor your mother and father. Yes. And... um, Don, what is our fourth anchor point? We're going to review that. Then we have a new one, I think. Well, yes, we do. Um, what what we have as a key anchor point, the third anchor point, the first one being mom, the second one being dad, the third one being response. What I want to do is I want to break down response into some anchor points. Response has some huge categories to it. So we have already looked at one in past programs. One of the anchor points within the anchor point of response the, the, the anchor point of acceptance, where the child must learn to accept the reality of life around him or her. Uh, we looked at the story, Mosley, of, a, of a, one fellow who in this case was 19 years old saying, well, I'll respond to my dad resp- uh, uh, correctly when my dad changes his lifestyle. Uh-huh. And we looked at that saying, no, 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 we cannot wait. <laughs> We cannot wait. That child's going to be there for the rest of his life waiting for mom or dad to change. It's not going to change. This is the way it's going to be. And so largely that's the way it's going to be. And so we need to learn how to have proper responses now. And so with the proper response is the anchor point of acceptance where the child says, here's the reality around me. And, the, and it's taught by the parent. Here's the reality around me. Yeah. I am going to accept this reality. Mosley. If a child could accept the reality around him or her, that's part of the response, but it's acceptance. It'll absolutely transform that child's life. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. So instead of saying, um, I hate dad and I'm not going to see him anymore, you have to say, you know, um, I, I'm going to be kind to my dad and I'm going to love my dad. Well, it's through faith we look at God, at our parents and we say, God has uniquely given me that parent, or a parent will say this to their child, dependent child, God has given you uniquely both parents, and we need to learn how to accept both parents. And so if a child can do that, the, uh, he's going to be walking on streets of gold. I mean, life is going to go well with a child. It's, it, it's promised by God that life will go well with a child if the child can do these certain things. And I know mostly it may be difficult acceptance, but to, in faith, undertake that work, build tolerance, long-suffering toward the dad and the mom, it'll absolutely transform the child's life. Well, you know, <clears throat> as a reality, when the children are little, it's normally the parent 
that teaches the, it's normally the godly parent that teaches the children to uh, be critical of the ungodly parent. Yes, normally that's the case. And you know, we think we yeah, we think we're doing it for we think we're doing a good thing, but we're, we're not. good, right? Um, and uh, you know, th- that's why we say that the parent that is right is most dangerous to the children. Yes. Because the parent that is right will point out to the children all the mistakes of the other. Yes. Or will point out things in general that the kids know, well, gee, that sounds like mom or that sounds like dad. Very common. Yeah. So And, it's and in doing hard. so, removing, the, removing half the child. And the parent doesn't even know in trying to do good, they become, Mosley, a treacherous parent to their child. Yeah, you know, it's like an illustration you moved, or you used when with an auto accident. Sometimes a person should not be moved following an auto accident, or else injury gets worse. Well, in that case, we're moving our child, and we shouldn't. I mean, yeah. the child, the injury is going to get worse. And so, what we want to do is is learn how to manage this terrible auto accident and not injure a mm-hmm. child. Now, here, here's a scripture that that is will have some light on this subject, and it's found in Matthew uh, chapter. And it's verse uh, 45, and it's talking about God. And he's, and the Bible says, or Jesus said, God makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So here's what we're saying. If your ex is either just or unjust, doesn't matter, because there's a bond between your ex and your child. And if you beat on that X, if you criticize that X, you're only going to be criticizing and hurting your child. Yes. So whether they're just or unjust, you need to do what you can as a parent to encourage a good relationship between the child and the ex. That's right. You want to be living water to that child and you want that child to live in that living water. And living water is not muddy water. Living water is not confusing uh, critical, judgmental, hatred, bitterness, animosity. That living water is faith. God is in control. Things are good. Things are going to happen good. We, we've got we've got things that will be well for us in the future. Yeah. That's faith. And I know, my listener, if you're thinking, well, gee, you know, my wife uh, ran off with a boyfriend. How can that be? How can that possibly be good? You know. And how can I? How can I not tell my kid, my daughter, don't ever do what your mother did? Yes. But you can't. You got to let someone else tell your daughter, don't do what yeah. your mother did. Well, because the child is that parent, that's why we have to be very careful with this. If the child was not that parent, yeah, we could have the child learn that's wrong. Right. But this is the parent, therefore we need to we need to completely develop a whole new system of how to approach a parent now that the child is that same parent. And you know, I think the bottom line on this is every child wants to believe that they have two responsible parents they can trust in, yes. they can be anchored to. Yes. And if you start destroying that by pointing out to to your child all the the uh, untrustworthy things, all the despicable things about the other, it begins to destroy that ability to think I've got two people I can count on. It what it does is it removes God's blessing from the child. To say it as, as straightforward as possible, 
God has commanded the child to honor both of thy father and thy mother, and 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 therefore it will be well with the child on the earth. Yeah. And he lays out how it will be well for the child on the earth. But if the child doesn't do it, then it's prevented, and God is 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 stopped from breaking out into blessing on the child. Right. Let's go to the fifth fifth ex, right. uh, fifth um, fifth anchor point. Okay. Now this is underneath the anchor point of response. We have an anchor point of acceptance. Now we have an anchor point of, and let me title it. It's not going to sound too glamorous, but it's an anchor point, Mosley, of work. Work. And what I mean by that is that, and let's take our Lord as a, as the great example. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. You might say, for the anchor point of joy that anchored Jesus into his Father, mm-hmm. into the heavenlies, Mosley, mm-hmm. can, can you help me work this out? The idea that Jesus was anchored in a future of joy. I know if I do this, such joy will come about for mankind. Right. Everything good will happen if I do this heinous work, you know. Yeah. And 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 what anchored Jesus? At, the Bible says. Uh, I mean, I mean, a number of things probably were were at play here. But one thing the Bible identifies is that the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Yeah, he endured the cross, despising the shame for the joy. That was set before him. He set before him. And so what we want is, all right, children are going to be going through the cross, their cross of systems changes in their families. I mean, their mom moves from a single parent to a dating parent to a married parent back to a divorced parent back to a single parent. I mean, and the dad does too. And there's all these changes. Which and are, then somebody says, oh, I'm moving to Southern California. Yeah. That's a cross. I mean, that's, oh, that's hard. hard on the child. Now the child is geographically separated from two two adults. The, to the adults, they're thrilled, but to the child, it's not. It's loss. Yeah, because as you point out, the things that the parents are excited about, the children are not. Generally, that's the case. What's exciting to a parent is not to the child. So how can we have the child endure? We need something joyful, Mosley. Okay. We need something joyful. And this is, what, this is a, a concept that... Uh, Dr. Dobson really pushed and stressed in his parenting classes as his children were growing up. He said every child needs to have something the child owns. Either in sports, the kid's good in baseball, the kid is good in uh, uh, in academic settings, the kid is good at home uh, cooking, the kid is good with uh um, different types of sports in school, different types of environments. Maybe the kid loves ice skating. I don't know, whatever it is. Maybe music, maybe. Music, m- yes. You know, piano, guitar. Yes, piano, music, uh, theory. I mean, the child can become, but what, what Dr. Dobson said is the child needs to own something, just him or her, that's just his, you know, that, that the child is good at. Mm-hmm. that the child is good at more than other people. Uh-huh. And so my son was in baseball and it it baseball he was very good at. In fact, he was he was looked at to go into professional baseball um uh as as a as a senior in high school. 
Anyway, what happened with my son through all the cataclysmic system changes of his life, mostly? During your divorce. During my divorce and him going through since he was two years old, we were divorced. And the next 15 years was complete system changes for that little boy. What preserved him through all that? It sounds weird, Mosley, but it was baseball. Wow. He was completely involved in baseball. His mind, his heart was involved in baseball. Let me tell you a story about another kid. This kid's name is Lance. And I knew Lance's dad, and I never saw Lance's dad. But I always saw Lance's mom and Lance at church. And Lance, as a little, like third, fourth grade, he'd hang with the tech guys up in the back behind the stage. And we had a large church service. There'd be hundreds of people in church service. And there'd be the tech guys back there. And there'd be little Lance. Right, the audio visual, the mics, the Yeah, and he started running things. He started poking around, asking questions, befriending all these guys. Okay, through the years, I'm telling you, I was in the, I was in that church. I was still in the church 20 years. 20 years later, Lance is now married. He's running the whole technical side of the church. Right. Lance just, <clears throat> he became a wonderful kid. What did he own that was more than anybody else? He owned the technical stuff of the church. Right. And he befriended and all the guys loved dance. And every time I'd go to church service, I'd look back and there's this big glass, you know, and you could see all the guys, all the tech guys back in there. And there was little Lance. Lance is not so little now. <laughs> Lance is a big guy. He's married. He's a college grad. I mean, he's a cool guy. But, you know, mostly that preserved him. Now, I have no idea about his life. I don't know where his dad is. I have no idea. But he is anchored. The joy set before Lance, he's enduring all the various different family systems that he might have had to go through. Right. I don't know, again, much about his life. But baseball to my son, the technical stuff at a church with another boy. Yeah. You know? And And I'll tell you about two of my kids, music. Yes. Music. Uh, my daughter, Lindsay, she was taken, 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 taken by her mom to music lessons for the piano and not always wanting to and it cost money. And, but, you know, today it's a huge joy to her. And she, like last night, she was out singing, you know, and she writes songs and she owns that music and she's really, really loves it. She's anchored in that joy. Yeah. The joy set before the children, they can endure so much, mostly. Mm-hmm. Now, what we as parents want to do is we want to try to expose our children as much as possible to various different elements out there that they could find something that they're going to de- determine that that's theirs, that they're going to own. And so what we're saying to our listeners is if you see your child getting excited about soccer or playing the guitar, or tech stuff, or whatever, that should be, to you, a good sign. That is that is a huge anchor point sign. I mean, that that's <laughs> billboard signs with arrows pointing right down at that item saying, milk this thing. Now, maybe the kid gets out of it in a, in a, in a, in a year from now, but hey, you got it now. Yeah. You know, milk this thing, yeah. take it and own this, and really bond with the child with that item yes and this you know the way to do that there's a lot of ways to do that depending on what it is but you know you have to show interest as a parent yes oh did you you know the the kid will come in and tell you about the new soccer player that uh is going to be in playing in la and you have to say and and act like you're really interested in that 
you you join with your child yes. and you honor them. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Hey, let's go on the internet and look look him up. Yeah. Or show hey, me who he looks. Show me a picture. You know, two weekends from now, I'm discovering that he's going to be yeah. playing, so we can go see him. Exactly. We have to take a short break, and we'll be right back. I hope you're enjoying today's edition of Real Christianity with attorney Mosley Collins and Dr. Donald Partridge. You can get a copy of today's message or purchase the entire series by going online to donaldpartridge.com. That's donaldpartridge.com. Now, let's get back to our message. Thanks, Lisa. And you know, Lisa did this better than anyone I ever saw. I'm sure other people do it well, but she was just, anything that her child, to, to the two children she brought into our marriage, Bart and Lindsay, anything that they were really excited about, she was really excited about. I mean, I'm sure that there were times when she was thinking, oh my gosh, another story about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she was just all ears. Oh, tell me more. Yeah. Show me more. Mosley, I'm going to take you back into your past because I knew you knew you many years ago. Of course, we, we've known one another for about 35 years. Um, I remember your son got involved in a nonprofit, uh, whether it was a job, full-time job, or he was an intern or something in a nonprofit. And I remember you had the ability to go in and help that nonprofit, and you developed some, got them into some phones or something. And yeah. I, you, know, yeah. you did something. But the point yeah. is, my whole point is, you took an interest in what your son rod was doing yes and boy did you just jump in with both feet yeah. on that one mm-hmm. and you you i remember you telling me about that and i was just so marveled that you were so engaged with your kid and that's what we want to have and that's you see when the parent honors that with their time they're saying it's special yeah and they're saying that you're worth it yes you're saying to your child all right i wasn't planning on uh going and watching these kids play soccer today but if you're going that i want to go see because you're worth it okay i'll tell you a tough one for jennifer okay, okay. jennifer is my wife mm-hmm. she brought into our marriage um uh, three three kids and her, her eldest son matt when he was a sophomore in high school began talking about going into the marine corps uh-huh. now uh, becoming a, a u.s marine and um we are not. We do not have a military background. So, and at that time, of course, Afga- uh, uh, Iraq was getting big and and things. And we were wondering, oh no, you know. But he kept at it, Mosley. And so, Jennifer and I both swallowed, and we said, well, if this is an interest of yours, we knew that God was leading our children, and we wanted to see the best for God. And so, Matt went into the U.S. Marine Corps. Oh, let me tell you the end of the story. Matt Matt is now a U.S. Marine pilot, okay? He's one of those, you know, huge decorated pilots, right. okay? And he's been deployed three times in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. He came to our house one time, and he looked around, and he said, Mom, you have more Marine paraphernalia <laughs> than I do. Right. You know? And, well, see, that was just the thing, is that we, we joined with Matt. It was hard for us to join with Matt in the beginning. But we joined with him, and we we just embraced that whole thing. Right. We followed the joy of our children. And I want to tell you, why is Matt a great kid today? He's 31 years old. 
married another little, he has a little child. Why is he absolutely fabulous today? Because he had an anchor point that he owned. And mostly that anchor point of going into the Marines or going into soccer or going into sports or music, what it does is it keeps you happy, focused. You're not tendency to go off into drugs or alcohol or, or premarital affairs. You, you tend to get centered. It, it, it becomes a moral point to you. And so we want to stress as this anchor point as a critical anchor point, and that and and it's the anchor point of your child finding something that he or she owns. Right, like she counts themselves, <clears throat> and that's the joy that's set before them. Yes, and that is going to take our time as parents. Yes, it's going. I I coached uh, my daughters um, in softball and soccer. Even though I was a lawyer trying to practice law, so a lawyer, and uh, that was a great joy for us. And it takes your time, but it shows your children that you care about them. So, you know, maybe your child grows up to play girls basketball. Well, guess what? You need to go to those games. You need to be at every game you can possibly be at. Uh, just camping inside that gym, um, sitting there watching your child at practice. Or, you know, in games, if that can be how, now, maybe both parents can't, but if yeah. one parent can, one parent can anchor that child in it, what it will do for that child is preserve that child mostly for the joy set before Jesus. He endured the cross. What joy do we have set before our children? Yeah. And, you know, that children are so notice when you show up for the practice, for the game, for the whatever, yes. for the music lesson, for they notice when you sit and watch a soccer game with them on television. They notice when you, uh, you know, bring home uh, a clipping from the newspaper about something that they're interested in. They notice when you do that. And that's how you build uh, and go with them and be partners with them in this thing they want to do. Believe you me, it is not lost on the child. It seems like wasted time, but it is critical time. And so when my daughters were in gymnastics or cheerleading, they were cheerleading from eighth grade all the way through till, till senior in high school, we were at every one of these practices if we could be, but at least all the games yeah. to watch our kids. This is part of parenting, anchor points for the child mostly. We're gonna take a short break and Don and I will be back with further thoughts so stay with us because I've got a suggestion for people who have adult children as uh, Don and I do now. Hi, this is Dr. Donald Partridge. In addition to teaching real Christianity, my friend Mosley Collins is a personal injury attorney. He has a calling from God to help those who have been badly injured and he has successfully done so for 30 years. If you or a loved one have been badly injured, you'll want to call Mosley Collins for help. He has won hundreds of injury cases, and he can win yours. There's never a fee until he wins your case. So call Mosley and his staff at 916-444-4444. Just remember all fours for legal help. Thanks, Don. Now it's my turn. Dr. Partridge is an authority on the needs of single parents, step families, and a new way to live in a world broken and scarred by divorce. But don't let what you have heard here today get away from you. I want you to have this series. 
So go to donaldpartridge.com. That's donaldpartridge.com to order this life-changing series of CDs today. If you have enjoyed this program, or if you would like Mosley and Dawn to speak to your group, call us at 916-444-4444. Now, here's a final word from Mosley. Thank you, Lisa. You know, Don, we have talked about um, how to set a joy before our kids, and mostly we are talking about younger kids. But, you know, with older kids, like I have a 41-year-old son who's very successful, married, children of his own, general manager. But you know what I started doing is about every second or third Saturday, I would go down to his business and have a cup of coffee with him, just he and I. And that began to set a joy before him. Yes. Because, you know, time, kids notice, even adults' kids notice when their mom or dad will spend time with them. It's not so much the games in the future. It's the relationship. It's sitting down with the individual. Right. Love is spelled, Mosley, (laughs) T-I-M-E. T-I-M-E, that's right. So there is another technique out of the Word of God. Absolutely. To build a godly family. 